0: Which number is it, do you know?
1: Um, I think it's near the end. Let me see here.
0: More riveting podcast (laughs) silence. I guess we can cut this out.
1: Yeah, I'll cut this out. Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode five. I'm Michael, and as always, here with my good friends and co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? it's going all right how are you
0: pretty good i'm uh getting packed uh and ready to go on my trip tomorrow where are you going again uh me i'm going to morocco for how long it's about uh 11 days or so
1: nice how did you decide to go to morocco
0: um i actually just went on like google flights and we just uh searched for like days that worked based on how many vacations i had and we just kind of just went based on budget and Morocco actually wasn't too expensive. And then we looked into like, uh, how much things were locally and it wasn't too bad. So, I mean, it's mainly budget.
1: Okay. So are you like a big planner? Like, do you have like an itinerary or are you kind of more go with the flow kind of thing?
0: Um, I think that I, I would like to, uh, plan generally, but, uh, Karen is probably more of the planner. And so um, I kind of let her do that. Uh, she probably wants me to do more than I do. But, um, yeah. Okay. You got big things planned? Well, it's it's funny because um, so a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago, Karen and I were talking about uh, just random ideas. And we had an idea for a company. I don't know if I should talk about that. Um, but it was a travel itinerary-based company, I guess. And so for the past uh, couple of months she's kind of been looking into this and and kind of using it. She's back in school uh for design and so she's kind of using it in some of her projects.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, don't spill your trade secrets.
0: <laughs> Again, I think I think I'm pretty safe, but uh yeah.
1: Nice. Uh well, what is there to do in Morocco? I don't even know.
0: Uh I guess we'll find out. I don't really know either. I mean, we basically booked our um so we did went on Airbnb and we booked these things called Riyadhs, which I think are kind of like hotels, but they are, um, more traditionally looking or traditional looking. Uh huh. So you rent out a room and it's kind of like a hotel, but, um, it doesn't look like a, you know, Marriott or, or I don't know, uh, Starwood's hotel. Right. So we're going to, I mean, I'm most excited just, just about like the different cultural things that we're gonna see but i don't know of any particular thing that i'm like i need to go see you know x or or whatever
1: yeah i mean surprise i would be probably most interested in the food do you like moroccan food
0: uh yeah i haven't had too much of it but there's like this place called cafe mogador Uh uh-huh uh there's two locations there's one that's not too far from my apartment and there's one in brooklyn i've been to both of them over the past year um and uh i really like it i think it's really good They had like a bunch of these like tagine dishes, which are kind of like these, um, it's kind of like in a, I don't know if it's a clay pot, but uh, it's kind of like meat and rice. And, um, yeah, I mean, those are things that I like. I like meat and I like rice.
1: (laughs) Me too. I think everybody does except for vegetarians. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was thinking, what was I thinking? Um. I don't know how we always end up talking about food late at night. I guess I I brought it upon myself, but
0: Yeah. Oh
1: god, we got to stop. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> this is the worst thing. <laughs> let's let's move on. So you have your trip planned. You're gone for a little while. So we'll skip next week. Yeah. Um, but come back and tell us everything that happened.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm really excited. I actually um bring my camera. I haven't really been uh, taking too many pictures lately, but um whenever I go on trips, I try to take my camera and then that usually gets me into the uh the picture-taking mode. So I'm excited for that. And then um, let's see. I'm, I actually unlocked my iPhone the other day. Oh, how did you do that? So uh, I'm on the AT&T Next plan, which is a monthly installment. And um, if you full pay, so if you just pay the phone, uh, pay the full price of the phone prior to the installment plan, they'll just unlock it for you.
1: Okay, so basically you had to pay for the full price of the phone. Yeah,
0: I think the remaining balance was about $650. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, the way that the f- telephone companies work is that, like, you're essentially paying for the full amount of the phone regardless, right? It's just whether you're going to pay it now or over time. Mm-hmm. So, for me, uh, rather than go there and not have my phone and not be able to, like, use the internet or use it for maps or anything like that um, or pay, like, a ridiculous amount for international plans... I figured it's probably best for me to just pay off the phone, which I'm going to do it eventually anyway, and then at least get to use it wherever.
1: How fast did they give you an unlock code? I think it took 24 hours. Okay, and then you just have to like do the restore? Yeah, right.
0: Okay. So you back up your phone, and then you uh, erase it, and then when you connect it to iTunes, it'll say, congratulations, your, your iPhone is unlocked.
1: You still have to do it through iTunes, so that you can't do it?
0: I guess so. That was what they told me to do, and so that's what I did. Um, I'm not sure if there's another easier way to do it.
1: It's crazy that it's still tied to, like, tethered to iTunes.
0: Yeah, that's true. So it's, it seems a little archaic. Maybe, uh, the iPhone 6s. You're
1: just gonna pick up, like, a local sim?
0: Uh, yeah, that's the plan. I wanna try to pick up a sim, hopefully, at the airport. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't travel internationally that often. The last time I went internationally was probably, uh, three years ago. And, uh, although I had an iPhone, uh, I didn't have it unlocked, and so it's kind of annoying to uh, walk around and not know where you're going. Um, and I also like to, I'm, I'm a big Foursquare slash Swarm user, Yeah. Um, and so hopefully, you know, if I have some internet there, I can kind of check into the different places I've been to.
1: Yeah, see, that'll be fun. When I went to Paris over the summer with Min, uh, it was kind of the same thing, except I didn't have my phone unlocked, so I had a, I think I brought my Moto X. Okay. And then I just went to like the cell phone store, one of the cell phone stores there. And then they just gave you like a prepaid SIM and then they set it up for me. It didn't work though. I had to go back.
0: How much uh, does the prepaid SIM cost for like, I don't know, a small amount of data, like a usable amount. And then you know, I guess I don't really care about the minutes, but...
1: I think altogether it was like maybe 20 to 30 euros. Okay. And it gave me enough data for for like the 10 days that I was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I think I called AT&T and they were saying um, they had varying plans from, I don't know, 20 to like $120, and I think the $120 plan was maybe probably either a gig or a little less than a gig of data, uh, which is, I mean, I guess it's a decent amount if you're not using it that often, but like you're also paying $120, right? So if I could pay $20 to $30 and not have enough, then um, that seems like a much better option.
1: Yeah, actually, out that reminds me. Have you thought about switching to T-Mobile?
0: Uh, they they announced that new thing today, right? Data rollover, or I, I don't know what they call it, but like you can basically roll over your data.
1: Yeah, they announced that, but I think also on their plans they offer like 200 megabytes of international data.
0: Oh, um, I, I you know what? I had a T-Mobile SIM card that I had on my iPad Mini. Uh huh. Um, but, but that was they don't give you 200 megabytes for the you know how they have the the iPad plan which gives you 200 megabytes for life. Um, that's not the same thing, right? Like, you need to actually be a T-Mobile customer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Karen has T-Mobile, so I guess we'll see, uh, like, what, you know, if it's better or not. Um, Her phone is unlocked as well. So, I mean, depending on whether 200 megabytes is enough, like, she probably might buy just another prepaid SIM card just like I will.
1: Okay, yeah, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, they give some amount of data for free every is, month. Is it LTE, though, or is it just... No, no, it's like, it's 2G. It's probably like GPRS yeah. or or Edge or something. Right, right, right. But it's enough to, you know, check into stuff, maybe not enough to check... Like Facebook or Instagram. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm not, I'm not really, like, I'm not really interested in checking Instagram or Facebook or, or my Google Reader or like, or I guess Feedly. It's not Google Reader anymore, but um, I'm not, you know, that's not the the goal. But like, and to me, it's not even about checking into places so that other people can see where I'm at and then like kind of be jealous or anything like that. It's, it's, I actually want to check into places so that I can preserve it for my own records. Yeah. Um, like I was in Japan three years ago, and I went to a bunch of different places, and like. Because I couldn't check in and my memory is is pretty terrible. I, it kind of sucks because I couldn't just go back and say, all right, this is where I went that day, and I went here and here and here and you know. Um so it's nice to have that record uh so I can look back.
1: Yeah, see I have that hooked up uh with if this then that, like Foursquare and my Google Calendar, or Swarm in my Google Calendar.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Um so yeah, I mean that is nice. Just to go back and see, oh yeah, on this day it was at this restaurant. That's where I had this.
0: I used to do that, but you can actually just add a uh a direct like a, You can add the Foursquare or Swarm RSS feed to um, Google Calendar. Oh, really? Yeah, so you don't even need to rely on a third party. So I used to do that and used to be a little bit delayed, but um, you can literally just add the calendar to uh, Google Calendar. Or, I mean, I, you probably could do it to iCal as well.
1: Okay, I'll have to check that out. Where's the feed? What's the feed address?
0: I don't know. There there was a like I don't think they make it that easy to find, to be honest. I didn't know it existed, and then I think someone I followed on Twitter was like, Oh, you can just add your uh feed directly and I think it's in your account. It's like basically like a, a special link.
1: Okay. I'll check it out. Let me see. I'm trying to look at this international data thing. For T Mobile? Yeah.
0: I'm not seriously considering switching. But uh, they do announce a good number of things every so you know pretty frequently actually right so the, there's like the the music services that don't go account go against your data cap, and then there's you know the data rollover and uh I think they announced a new two person plan which gives you like ten gigabytes or something like that for a hundred dollars. Uh, which seems pretty cheap. I guess I ha- I haven't thought about changing because it's just not a priority for me at the moment. But um, the more I think about it, like it actually is a pretty attractive. It probably saved me money and it probably um, has better features, right?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is probably just making sure the coverage is is there for you.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that. So as I said, Karen has a T-Mobile phone, and I think in in New York City, like it's pretty comparable. But uh, one time we went apple picking, I don't know, a couple of months ago and we were in the boonies and my coverage was definitely better than hers. So I think that if you go out to the boonies or, you know, go to less populated areas, AT&T seems to be a little bit better. But if you're walking around Manhattan, it's probably about the same.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it just depends on where you live, I guess. Yeah. And then I just read this article and it said there are no data and text message fees at all. Like, I think you have unlimited text, like data and text message.
0: Oh, so like your international rate and your like, so your normal data and text message plan just carries over internationally.
1: Yeah, but I think it's gonna be really slow.
0: Oh, so that you can't even like use your own ten gigabytes of data on LTE? No, no. It's just gonna it's just gonna be ten gigabytes of of edge or GPRS.
1: I think so. I think you can just use not even ten gigabytes. I think it'll just it doesn't count against your your data cap.
0: Uh oh, right, right, right. Whatever your whatever your plan, because I don't think every plan is unlimited. I think they have, still have some plans that are have a gigabyte limit. I'm not sure.
1: Anyways, you should check it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she's gonna if she's gonna get a sim, then it's pointless. But
0: yeah, um, I'm not sure. Did she unlock her phone also? Yeah, her phone is unlocked. We we actually tested it this morning. I took you know I put her sim card into my phone and uh, I put my sim card into her phone, mm-hmm. and then we wanted to test out to see if it worked. And it's funny because I called her on my phone with her SIM card in it. And it went straight to voicemail. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Like it asked for my password. Like what, what's going on? Like it's not <laughs> working. So I took her phone and I called me, which had my SIM card in it, which is my phone number, obviously. And so got voicemail. And I was like, Oh, maybe it's not working. Uh, and then we, it took us a minute and we were like, Oh, it's because I'm trying to call myself with my own phone number. Right. <laughs> right. So when I tried to call me using her phone it worked. or I don't know, uh, now I'm all confused again, but we eventually got it working, and uh, both of our phones are unlocked.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, let me know how that goes. What what camera do you have? Remind me. I have the uh, Olympus EP five. Oh yeah, that's right. And then what lens do you have?
0: I just have the stock lens, which is the I believe it's a 17 millimeter 1.8. Um, and then I just recently bought. Uh, let's see, what is it? It's like a 12 millimeter to 40 millimeter f 2.8 olympus lens
1: did you buy that for the trip
0: i did buy it for the trip so i haven't taken many pictures but that was something that i when i was still taking pictures i was considering buying that lens and i don't want to go to another country and then kind of be far away from something and i want to zoom or, or do things like that and um be constrained by my lens and, and kind of miss a bunch of shots so i feel like a zoom lens would be a good thing to have
1: yeah it's nice i wish i actually had a zoom lens what camera do you have I'm using the Fuji X100 still, the first one.
0: Oh, okay. Did you see that the, uh, the some reviews of the X100T came out recently? I haven't looked. So apparently it's uh, amazing. Who is that guy? Ken Rockwell? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. Ken Rockwell. <laughs> uh-huh. So he wrote a review uh, that was linked by uh, some people that I followed on the X100T. And... Um, he loves it. He, he thinks it's like one of the best cameras he's ever used.
1: I kind of have my eyes set on the, uh, the A7S.
0: Oh, yeah, that's my dream camera.
1: But then didn't they just release or announce like an A7II?
0: They released a, right. Um, yeah, that's a Sony, the Sony A7S. And then, uh, yeah, they just released the A7 Mark II. Or maybe it's just this A7 So, I mean, I think Sony has done a really good job over the past couple of years of releasing some really great products. So they have these um, compact mirrorless cameras, uh, which are all the craze these days just because they're a smaller form factor. And uh, they've really pushed the idea of like a full-frame uh, mirrorless camera. And the full-frame is like the biggest sensor you can... Possible, I guess one of the biggest sensors you can possibly get, and it's the same sensor used in like the professional Canon and Nikon bodies. So, Sony's been pushing these cameras that are the same size sensors, so same quality, and in like a much smaller package. Uh, And I I mean, I haven't used one, and uh, but I think that they're amazing. Do you
1: see yourself moving to one later down the line, or do you think you're gonna just keep the?
0: It's something that I've considered like over the past, I guess, year or so. And I've always had my eye on it, and I've a couple of times I've been close to buying the A7s, uh, but it's really expensive. And I guess the amount of pictures that I've been taking lately just doesn't justify it, because so the A7s body, I believe it's about twenty two or twenty three hundred. Uh huh. And then you need to buy lenses, and the problem, I guess, is twofold. Like the the quality lenses, and there are a couple of good ones. Um, they tend to be really expensive, so I would say they're in the like the five hundred to over a thousand dollar range wow so all in like if you get like an a7s body plus like a decent lens or two um it's easily you're you're approaching four thousand dollars
1: yeah i think if the if it hits the right price then i might i might jump on one but
0: yeah and the other tricky thing is that the lenses i think tend to be a little big so like a lot of the uh, the best lenses for the e-mount are like the um are like the Zeiss lenses, for example, mm-hmm. but they tend to be a little bit big. And so when you have like, I guess one of the benefits of the mirrorless compact body is that it's smaller, right? But when you're putting on lenses that are pretty big, it kind of loses that value.
1: Yeah, I guess it's not as easy to just walk around with it like your uh, Olympus or my X100.
0: Right, that's what I like about my cameras. It takes really good pictures. Uh, I mean, not not quite as good as the sony systems but like it's uh, a lot more pocketable or just i mean i guess my camera is not really that pocketable either but it's just not that bulky but if you were to get an a7s and uh you know i don't know like a really good zeiss lens on it it's going to be a pretty bulky package right it might take some of the best pictures and, and you know right up there with professional dslr cameras but uh you're not really getting a portable camera system
1: yeah, I mean, I feel like even with the X one hundred, when I took it to Paris, I, I just used my iPhone a lot of the time.
0: iPhone photography has like gotten so much better, but I mean, it's still light years behind, say, the mirrorless cameras or the SLRs. But but it's it's good enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to have you know ability to you know manually adjust your depth of field and your aperture. I mean, I guess the, yeah, there are finer controls now. You can you can actually adjust the exposure. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nowhere near. You know, even the most basic, like, well, not even a basic camera, but a camera like the Pen uh EP5 yeah. or or the X100. Right. But you just have it with you all the time, so it's just so convenient.
0: I mean, I also think the iPhone is, like, a very enjoyable camera to use. Like, there are times when I had even my F- Canon 5D Mark III or, um, you know, my, my current camera, the EP5, and... I'll just take my can- my iPhone out anyway because I feel like I will get a better picture. Even if like the quality, like if it's low light, it wouldn't be better quality. But when the conditions are right, I feel like it's just it gets a good enough picture, and, and sometimes even a better picture that, that I'm more happy with. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it does that, but sometimes like I'm just like it's easier to for me to take a picture with my camera or my phone, and uh, it comes out better. Yeah. Are you taking a selfie stick? uh karen wanted to buy one but we did not buy one
1: why not it's the best thing ever how did you have one i have one
0: how does it work
1: i picked it up from sam's club and uh i don't know it was it was staring at me when you walked in so i was like selfie stick i'll buy it so it has like a mount for your your camera or for your phone right and then it has a switch um like on the on the handle Okay. That I guess, and it connects via Bluetooth.
0: Oh, okay. So so there is a remote shutter, right? It's not like using some kind of like mechanical arm to like touch the... Yeah,
1: no, you wouldn't <laughs> have to like set a self timer or something.
0: Okay. Uh, so it actually has like a, like a Bluetooth remote shutter release.
1: Yeah. So the selfie stick, I guess for people who haven't seen it, it looks kind of ridiculous, but uh, it's basically the equivalent of you taking a selfie and extending your arm out, except uh, with like a... Like a stick or like a telescoping stick of
0: some type. Can you adjust how long the like the stick is?
1: Yeah, it's just like it's like telescoping, so you can kind of pull it out, and then uh, I mean, there's like a maximum length of I don't know how long it was, maybe like four four feet.
0: How sturdy is the uh, the grip on the phone?
1: It's pretty sturdy. Like I wasn't ever worried about it.
0: Like if you like just I don't know, like just started waving it around, you wouldn't worry about the phone just slipping out of there? No. No,
1: it's 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 definitely secure, um, and so going back to when I was in Paris, like Min and I, we saw this one dude just taking pictures by himself, but he had the selfie stick, and then we were like next to him because you know trying to take like a similar picture of what he was taking. Yeah, and it's just so hard. Like you, it's just, it's not a good angle for the person who has to like extend their arm out.
0: Wait, so it's not good.
1: No, no, like, if you have, like, if you're just taking a regular selfie.
0: I mean, but at, at any point, did you just say, hey, why don't I take a picture of you and then you take a picture of me like like normal people do? No, but
1: don't you want a picture, oh, you mean, like, ask that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't need us, obviously. He
0: had a selfie I, I, stick. <laughs> yeah, but, like, if you guys are standing right next to each other trying to, like, take competing selfies right next, like, and struggling to do, or I guess maybe you're not struggling because you have the selfie stick? See, I don't
1: know. Remember when we were in San Francisco? Right, so, you, me, um, Karen, and Min went to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at the Golden Gate Bridge, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we were taking pictures of each other, which is fine. Right. But then when we want to take a group picture, it's like we have to ask, like, some other group.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right.
1: And it's like, I don't really want to bother them. If somebody came up to me and asked me, I wouldn't mind. But I also don't want to, like, intrude or bother someone else. Sure. Um, so, I think... I'd rather feel more comfortable and carry around the selfie stick and not and not bother other people. But I know some people, is, you know, they don't care if...
0: Well, also, I feel like, um, and this is me being a photo snob, but, like, most people don't know how to take good pictures.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, they'll either the angle won't be straight or they'll just crop it in, in a really weird spot or they'll just, like, you know, not line it up properly. And yeah,
1: so we we had that problem in San Francisco with our yeah. pictures. I,
0: I had that problem all the time. Every time I, like, not every time, but, like, I would say more times, more often than not, like, if I give my camera to someone to take a picture, I'm not looking, I'm not expecting for, like, some masterpiece photo, but, like, just basic rules, right? Like, and it seems most people don't know them.
1: Come on, guys, rule of thirds, use it. Yeah um yes i don't know so selfie stick i i wish uh actually min has one at her house but you probably won't have time to pick it up
0: (laughs) no but i could probably go to the store and pick one up tomorrow
1: you should pick one up i think it'll make your trip a lot better
0: how compact are they
1: they're compact they fold up to maybe about or they like telescope back down to maybe about like six inches
0: oh okay yeah uh yeah maybe maybe we'll pick one up
1: go find one i think it'll i i I really wish i had one how much do they cost it's It was, like, 20, 20 bucks.
0: Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Wait, another question that I had. So, does it use the back camera or the front camera?
1: Uh, It uses whatever camera. Like, you select the camera, right? It just clicks, like, it just uses, like, a. it just activates a shutter. So, it hits, like, the equivalent of, like, hitting, like, the volume up.
0: Right, right, right. But, but, but like, I, I guess you would use the, the front camera so you can see what you're looking at, right?
1: Yeah, that's the, yeah. Because it's basically like a selfie, except you're using a stick instead
0: of your arm. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. But, like... It would be nicer. I, I guess you, you wouldn't be able to see what you're taking a picture of, but like the back camera is always better than the front camera, right?
1: I mean, you probably could use it like that if you were... Yeah, but
0: then it would probably be like if someone else were taking the picture because it would be cropped at all sorts of... Or if you're
1: taking a picture of not yourselves or of something else and like you just didn't have the height,
0: Oh, you I could see, extend I see. the
1: stick and then use the back camera.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll see if I can find one tomorrow before I leave. Our flight is uh, sometime in the evening. I'll, I'll try to check it out okay
1: yeah let me know if you get one and what you think <laughs> um oh i wanted to follow up on the cards against humanity bullcrap oh yeah so here did it me... come in <laughs> it came in <laughs> let me uh, let me send you this picture
0: okay um wow that looks like a does it smell really bad
1: no it doesn't smell bad I haven't really tried to smell it too much, but when I open the box, like, it doesn't smell like crap.
0: Because, so, I mean, I sometimes I take my dog, oh, okay, every day I take my dog out. And um, sometimes it's not that bad, but, like, other times it's, like, really bad. And that's, like, a, a tiny dog taking, you know, a way tinier crap, right? This is, like, a substantial amount.
1: Yeah, so I'll post a picture of this in the show notes Mm -hmm. uh, so you can see how swindled I was by Cards Against Humanity. How much did this cost? Not really swindled. I guess I swindled myself. (laughs) Um, I feel like it was $15 or $20.
0: You got $15 or $20 of crap?
1: (laughs) I think so. Let me see. Oh, no. It was $6. Oh,
0: okay. That's not bad. $15 was the, uh, the 10 days of Kwanzaa or something like that? Or whatever. Is that what it's called? I think so. Ten days of Kwanzaa or whatever, something like that. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, did you get all of your days? I think I've only gotten like six or seven days.
1: Uh, I haven't. I haven't checked it yet. Like um, oh, you haven't even opened them, or you? I haven't checked my mail recently, oh, 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 like I the see. past few days.
0: Yeah, I mean it's pretty good. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Cards Against Humanity is a uh, card game. Um, you can look it up. We'll post a link in the sh- in the show notes. But, um, they randomly run these promotions and around holiday time, they run these special things. And this one was, um, I think you pay $15 and they send you 10 random packages and, or like, they send you 10 little gifts in the mail to celebrate Kwanzaa
1: or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 10 days or whatever of Kwanzaa.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe it's not even 10 days. Maybe it was only, uh, seven days and then I got all of them.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I think this is the second year they've done it. And for people who play cards against humanity, Last year I was kind of surprised, but I think it was the last day they gave you a card that you could play with your name on it.
0: Yeah, so I got that this year because they ask you when you sign up, they said, did you do it last year? And I said no. So you know, I kind of figured one of my cards would be my name. Yeah. I wonder what they would do for the people that already had their name.
1: So I ordered it both years. And so I answered yes. Uh, and they sent me my name's but. So they sent me Michael's butt instead,
0: oh, of, I see. instead of Michael. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I haven't played that game probably in about a year, but I do enjoy it. I think it's fun.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you got some friends. I think, yeah, I probably played it last, like, New Year's Eve or Christmas or something.
0: Yeah. You can't play too much, though, because, like, the, the cards kind of get repetitive a little bit, even though I have, like, most of the expansion packs. Yeah. It kind of does get repetitive, if you, especially if you play it with the same number of people. Yep. Uh, and so you kind of it's best saved uh for special occasions and things like that.
1: Yeah, and I think they have it so that you can also you can download I think the original pack and print it out and cut it up and and play it.
0: I heard that, but like I it needs to be the same material and everything like that for me. Like I'm I'm kind of a stickler about that.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't think you can get the expansions, just the main game. So if you're only playing the main game then.
0: Oh, you can play for free. Yeah,
1: you can play it for free. Gotcha. But yeah, if you wanted the expansions, I agree. It has to all match. It doesn't feel right otherwise.
0: Yeah. And then one of the, uh, one of the days yesterday, I just got a package and it was, um, I guess they did a Kickstarter for this new card game that they started called Slap 45. Uh huh. And, uh, they gave me, uh, I don't know if it's the full game, but they gave me some Fla- Slap 45 cards.
1: Yeah, I think it's like a mini version or something from what I was reading.
0: Okay. So, I mean, it's interesting because I saw the Kickstarter, I don't know, whenever it came out, and uh, I was very tempted to buy it, but then seeing as how I hadn't played Cards Against Humanity in a while, and I don't normally play that many card games with friends, I uh, I didn't buy it, but uh, now that I have a copy or a mini-copy, then, you know, if I get a chance to play it and I really like it, maybe I'll buy the full version.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think next year, anytime this 10 Days Cards Against Humanity thing pops up, buy it for sure, like, without hesitation.
0: Yeah, but if the uh,
1: bullcrap comes up... Never again. Never again. Um, and last week, we we both picked up um, some Sonos speakers.
0: Oh, yeah. That was, uh... I mean, you, you are, like, the Sonos expert, uh... But this was my first, uh, I I guess I bought two. So these are my first two.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty deep in the pool already. I have the Play Bar, a Play 5, Play 3, some Play 1s.
0: Yeah. I mean, so obviously you're a fan. Um, I I haven't used it too much, uh, but I got two Play 1s. They are normally about $200. And then I think Amazon had them for $160 with uh, a $20 gift card. Yeah, so it was a great
1: deal. I think the most I usually see is... You either get it at full price with like a 10% gift card, so like a $20 gift card, or I've seen it go down to like 10% off and then maybe like a $20 or like 10% gift card. So
0: Yeah, so this was like a good solid 30% off. Yeah, Um, but you haven't really used it? I use it a little bit. I mean, I put one in my room and one in the living room, Um, and I really like it. It's really simple to set up, uh, and I like having the synced music. I will say that, like, in my room, the one speaker is... It's probably good enough. I mean, it's probably not better than my computer speakers, but it's good enough. Um And then in my living room, not that my living room is that big, it's actually pretty small, but um the sound isn't quite as filling, I guess. So that's probably where, like, a Play 3 or a Play 5 would come in.
1: Yeah, or what you could do is you can match those as a stereo pair. Right. Uh, which would actually be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, so, so I mean, I think the thing, the kind of... uh Pushed me over the edge and, and got me to buy this deal is that I've been looking at Sonos for a couple of years and um, I guess because you can buy it, the system piecemeal, so you don't need to like buy it all at once. Like so, I can just kind of buy these two play ones right now, and then later on, if I buy a play three or a play play bar or like a play five, I can kind of add it in and then like kind of repurpose these speakers.
1: You're playing a dangerous game,
0: Jason. <laughs> That's what I hear. People say that like once you kind of start getting Sonos speakers, you kind of go overboard and people end up spending thousands on it, but I'm um, we'll see.
1: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, for what it is, the speakers are expensive. Um, but they kind of have like the Apple thing going where they're very simple to set up. They don't really worry about specs or, you know, uh they're like play 1, 3 or 5, right? It's like kind of small, big, bigger or like good, better, best they don't really worry about, you know, how many how many watts or amps. Um they're not like spec heavy.
0: Is that um I mean I know, well, I guess I'm, I'm not a huge audiophile or anything like that, but I know that another company that's kind of like that is Bose. Uh-huh. Uh where where they don't really announce their specs and maybe, you know, they they are like a high price system and some people like them and then I think audiophiles tend to not like Bose. Yeah. Um but for some reason people tend to like Sonos, right?
1: I think what Sonos also has is they also offer you can just buy something that plugs into your setup already. Mm-hmm. So even if you're an audiophile, you could you could hook it up to your setup. Like if you have your own speakers, they have like the Zone Players. Oh, what are those? So they're just they're just little, basically just you know, they have audio components and Wi-Fi, and then they will uh, they you know coexist on the Sonos network. But you can plug it into your like your speakers. Yeah, whether they're amplified or not, you can buy one that has an amp. Or you can buy one that doesn't if you already have an amp in your system.
0: So our uh, our friend Karen actually just bought something called Beep. Have you heard of that? I've never heard of that. What is that? So uh, I don't know what the website is offhand. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. But it's basically this thing. And it kind of looks like a um, like a, a metal dial. It kind of looks like a copperish color. I, I didn't know what it was either. And she sent me the link. And basically, it's kind of like a metal dial. And there must be a wire. In the In the ads, you don't really see the wire. But it must connect to any... Uh, speaker and uh it kind of makes it wi-fi like wi-fi enabled okay so does it work with anything i mean in the ad they made it work with like a super old school like 60s boombox. so i think it's just like a must be like a i don't know what is that that audio cable the the regular headphone stereo jack Uh uh-huh and that's my guess and it kind of just sticks into um one of those things and then makes it uh Wi-Fi enabled so that you can sync multiple speakers and your existing it's not a speaker itself it just kind of pairs your existing speakers together so that you can control it with your phone or iPad or or computer oh that's pretty interesting yeah so I mean that's that sounds like what what the zone player is
1: yeah yeah it is I wonder why she got that instead of a Sonos
0: so I actually told her I was like oh this sounds kind of like a Sonos Uh, and I told her about the deal and she was very jealous and she said next time there's a Sonos deal we have to tell her
1: Okay, so she would have picked up the sonos
0: instead. For one forty I think she would have picked it up, yes.
1: Okay. How much is this beep? I, I found it. It's this is beep.com.
0: Okay. I I don't know how much it was. Maybe it was like a hundred dollars or something. It wasn't super cheap.
1: Yeah, so it looks like it looks like you can play music from apps you have on your phone. It's integrated directly with Pandora and Spotify. I don't know. We'll have to ask her how this works.
0: Yeah, she just posted a picture of it on Instagram yesterday, and so I was like, what is this? And she sent me the link, and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty neat. I'd never heard of that.
1: I mean, it looks really nice. I think what it has that Sonos doesn't, just from a quick look at the website, mm-hmm. is that you can actually adjust
0: your uh, music. Right, physically. The the, the dial is actually like a dial, like that. Yeah. So you can actually adjust. Uh, you don't need to go into the app to change the volume.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there are like, you know, volume up and down buttons, but they're kind of on the sonos like the play ones and play three and play five yeah but they're small they're not like that looks like a really satisfying dial to like turn the volume up or down yeah i agree huh all right we'll have to ask her i'm I'm curious about this yeah this is (laughs) beep.com what else you got jason
0: uh have you seen i don't know if you want to talk about this but have you seen the uh samsung announcement today
1: um something about like an apple pay competitor right are they developing it on their own, or is it like a partnership? No, I
0: think they're partnering with an uh, existing company, and apparently it's claiming that uh, it's going to work with 100% of the cards, uh, I, guess, I guess 100% compatibility with existing cards. Okay. Whereas I think I recently saw a story that Apple Pay was, uh, had reached about
1: 80%. I think it's 90. I saw oh, 90, Okay, 90%. Yeah. Okay. And that's only in the United States.
0: Um, and I mean, I'm not actually too interested in Samsung's payment platform. Uh, but I saw that a bunch of people, so I mean, I tend to follow a bunch of, uh, Mac enthusiasts just because I'm a Mac enthusiast myself. And, um, a lot of people kind of seem to rip Samsung for copying Apple all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know that I agree. I mean, okay, I think that I agree in sometimes that they do for sure, right? But like, this doesn't seem like a, uh, it's easy to rip them for, but, like, I actually feel like that's not a valid... Or I mean, I don't know,
1: right? Like, So, do you think if Apple didn't develop Apple Pay, do you think Samsung would be looking into mobile payments like this?
0: Eventually, yes, I do, right? So, I mean, I guess I kind of break it down into two things. So, there's this other story that kind of came out today. Uh, there's a Chinese cell phone ma- manufacturer, I think... I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's, like, Huawei or something like that. And uh, that's probably completely wrong, but... Um, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> Huawei?
1: I don't know. It's your probably guess,
0: Huawei. Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Um, well, that's my way of saying it. But, uh, they announced an Honor 6 Plus phone and it kind of like everyone was saying, oh, wow, it's a 5.5 inch phone that, uh, you know, and they call it the 6 Plus. And, and so, like, I think that that's a clear copy and, and that's a uh, kind of uh, shameless, uh-huh. but like the Samsung payment platform seems like a natural thing for Samsung, right? Mm-hmm. Like they want people that use their phones and there's a good number of people that have the Samsung phones and they want them access they want to give them access to like a an easy pay system, right? So that seems like a, a normal thing. It's kind of like I, I find that similar to like when people claim that Apple copies features from Android, like Notification Center or or things like that. And, yeah, I mean, for sure you can say that they copied it, but, like, I don't know. Like, that's just, um, like, it, it makes sense, right? Like, that's a good feature. Like, why not copy that? It's not, like, a shameless thing where you're trying to make your product look exactly the same. So I think, like, some of the Samsung phones that looked exactly like the iPhone, that's, like, a shameless copy. But, like, I mean, we're all, like, all the technology companies are kind of trying to do the same thing here, right? Like, I don't think just because you're first, you have a monopoly, like no other company can come up with a payments platform because you're like, oh, well, Apple did that first, like, but when Apple doesn't come up with it first, and like, oh, well, of course, like, Apple's gonna do it, they're gonna just do it better, right? Like, it seems like a double standard there.
1: I think mobile payments is definitely, you know, an eventuality, but I feel like the timing of it is was accelerated because of Apple Pay.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, that that's fair. But like, I just don't think that you should be bashed for coming up with mobile payments, right? It's like if Apple comes up with the iPhone and then some other company comes up with a phone, right? Like a, a smartphone, like you shouldn't be like, well, how could you copy the iPhone? Like it's just, I mean, isn't, isn't it better that there's multiple smartphones on the market so that consumers can then choose which one they like?
1: Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like it is a little, it's just.
0: It's, for sure, it's easy to for like to criticize them. But, like, I feel like those same people, when Apple does something, you know, and it copies Android, for example, like, they, they're not going to say, like, oh, how could Apple copy Android, right? Then then for some reason, that's okay. But, like, when Apple does something first.
1: Right. They would say, like, oh, that's obvious, right?
0: Yeah. Like, oh, like, everyone has that. It's just they're choosing, the, you know, just because Android got there first doesn't mean that they have a monopoly over, like, Notification Center or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that always rubbed me the wrong way. I feel like if you're shamelessly copying someone's style and, and trying to like pass it off as like the equivalent, then I think that's one thing. And, and I don't necessarily condone that. But like, if it's just like, I don't know, like Apple came up with an LTE phone after all the Android phones had LTE, right? That's not like, oh, wow, you copied them by adding LTE, right? That's like a natural thing, right? I think payments platform or payment platforms would actually be more akin to that. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't convinced by all the people saying that, like you know, oh, Samsung just copies Apple.
1: I mean, it doesn't really bother me even if they copy them. It's just yeah, like uh, who cares, right? Yeah, it's okay. It's just you know, Apple copy. What, what did Steve Jobs say? Good, good artists copy, great artists steal, or something. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's all. They all steal from each other.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I think as consumers, like for the most part. Um, we benefit from that, right? You have competition and no one company has dibs just because they did it first.
1: Yeah, and I have no doubt that whatever Samsung develops is going to be a lot worse than, maybe not worse, but... Well, I mean,
0: they have 100% uh, compatibility, right?
1: Yeah, but how are they going to authenticate it?
0: So, I mean, I didn't read too much into it. I think that they're using um, some mobile payments platform and um, I think there's like a fallback on magnetic strips. So, therefore, it will work at 100% of the places.
1: That always seems like something that Apple does better than other companies is they just let go of things that, that you know, other people want to hold on to for legacy.
0: Sure. Like uh...
1: like with USB and the iMac. Wait, what? Like, you know, when, when the first iMac came out and it, it um, got rid of all the serial ports, like all like the Apple... The ADB ports.
0: Oh, I, I, thought, I thought you meant IMAX no longer have USB. And I'm like, well, that's that's what my mic is plugged in at. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do they get rid of it and then bring it back? Uh, no, like the CD-ROM, right? Like the optical drives.
1: Yeah, no floppy right. disk.
0: Right, no floppy disk, right.
1: No optical drives. Um, and so everyone gets kind of angry for a little while, but then it's like, yeah, we actually didn't need that.
0: Right. No, no, I agree. And I mean, sure, if I had to bet on which one would be more popular, I think Apple Pay for for numer- numerous reasons, right? um would probably I would bet my money on Apple Pay over whatever Samsung develops but like I don't know I just don't I don't feel a need to bash them for doing something that seems like it would benefit their customers and um doesn't seem like something that Apple invented right like mobile payments
1: Yeah I mean they didn't invent mobile payments um uh, but I think you know Samsung is just it's just kind of worse because they kind of ride the wave right
0: I guess so. I mean, I guess it doesn't—it doesn't bother me.
1: I think that's what—that's what, that's what kind of rubs people the wrong
0: way. Yeah, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the same stuff with like the watch. Once like the like watch rumors came around, then all of a sudden like there's all these crappy Samsung watches coming out.
0: Yeah, or or like for example, like the tablets that came out before the iPad, right? And uh, like the Microsoft Slate, right? And then the iPad comes out, and then now they all of a sudden start looking like iPads, right? So I mean, I, for sure, I think there's like blatant copying going on in, like, device styling and things like that. But I don't know. Like, when it comes to features, I feel like those things probably should be copied. Like, you know, so Samsung came up with this thing that's kind of like a handoff, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, and and I guess you can say, like, well, you just did that because Apple did that. And and maybe that's true. I, I don't know. But I feel like why, I don't know, why punish them for that?
1: I mean, I don't think they're being punished.
0: Or, like, I mean, why should why criticize them for that? I mean, I guess you can say, like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal personally, right? Like, I think that why can't everyone just have advancements in software, like technology or whatever?
1: Yeah, I think as a consumer, you know, it's great that everyone just, you know, is competing. It just, you know, it makes Apple work harder on other things. Uh, it makes Samsung work harder on other things and do things that maybe they weren't going to do. And, but as, like, a... As a person, as a, like a tech person, just kind of watching and observing what's going on, it's just kind of funny. It's kind of humorous, you know. Like the, like with even with Xiaomi or whatever that company was. Oh yeah. Like I remember when I jailbroke, uh, or not jailbroke, when I rooted my Android phone. Um, I think they had that MIUI,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is like the Xiaomi. Um, I guess it was like a skin, kind of over Android. Okay. And I had that on like my whatever the galaxy the Galaxy S was the first one, um, and it just it reminded me it was so so nice looking, but it was very like Apple esque in terms of its its looks, not in its behaviors. Right. Um, but it was definitely like the nicest looking kind of Android build that was around at the time, and so I really liked it. But I mean now, I mean I don't know what they're doing, but it seems like that they're all they're all having some problems with each other. So Xiaomi. Yeah, wasn't there some some Xiaomi tiff a little while ago?
0: There was a uh, I guess they announced their new version of their OS and some people were saying that it looks exactly like iOS 7, iOS 8.
1: Oh, maybe it was problems with marketing like they were using the photos like some of the photos <laughs> oh, were yeah, the same yeah. right, or something. Right, right, right. I I don't exactly remember. Yeah, but.
0: some of their stock photography was was very similar to like the stock photography that Apple uses in its promotions, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff is just, it's funny and stupid. It doesn't hurt anybody, but it's just...
0: Well, well. so I think that that one is, like, more inexcusable, right? Because that's, like, blatant copying that doesn't really benefit anyone, right? It's They're just trying to pass it off, and they can't come up with their own marketing and uh, promotional stock photography that they kind of just copy Apple, right? And, and so I feel like that's just lack of creativity, whereas... I mean, I guess you can say that, like, copying major features is lack of creativity, too. But I I feel like there's some inevitability there, right? Like, I feel like we would be worse off if we said, like, oh, look, Android came up with this notification thing where you swipe from the top. And if Apple is kind of like, well, we can't copy that now, so what should we do? And they have to come up with something that's not – like, sometimes that's just the best solution. And you just have to kind of tip your hat and say, like, look – that was a good idea. Like, we're going to copy that, right? And, like, you shouldn't get penalized for that, right? As long as you're not, like, blatantly just sitting around waiting for people to do something so you can copy it.
1: Yeah, see, maybe that's... that's. I agree with, like, Google and Apple, but maybe I think that's maybe what people think Samsung does. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I see. I get that. But, like, I don't know. Like, it, I guess for me, it's more like I would... Rat, like, I can see you taking, you know, jokes because it's easy to, to make, but... I would I side more with consumers like I feel like they shouldn't have their hands tied to be different just for the sake of being different right they should just like oh that's a good idea let's do that and
1: yeah I think so I mean I don't know the with Mobile. Pay. I'm reading this article on Recode right now, <laughs> kind of while you're talking, mm-hmm. and it says the talks between Samsung and Loop Pay. So I guess they're partnering partnering with a payment startup. Right, right. That was it. It was rekindled in the U.S. thanks to the launch of Apple Pay.
0: Sure. I know. I don't. I don't doubt that. Like Apple Pay sped up the process. Uh huh. I just think that's like
1: they should be allowed to be able to do mobile payments on their phone and not have everyone crap on it. Right. But I feel like you know. Their fingerprint technology is so, so crappy. I don't know if you've seen videos of it.
0: No, I, I mean, I, you're right.
1: Compared to like Touch ID, I just worry about, you know, the security aspect of it.
0: Wait, is it, is it just less secure in that like it's false positives or like, you know, it, it gives people access that shouldn't have access or is it doesn't work even if you have the right thumb?
1: I think it's a little of both. Like it doesn't work reliably. Okay. Um, I think it can be easily tricked. I remember seeing like videos like you, I, I know with touch ID, there was a video where it was kind of involved, but you, you could, right. I mean, it's not, you could get someone's fingerprint and like somehow make like a copy, like with wax or something and, right, like, right, right. and then do that. But this yeah. one was more like uh the Samsung one was like a lot easier. Um, so right. I, I just don't know. Like, I, I just feel like everything they do is just kind of janky.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and I'm no fan of like the Samsung products. I had my mom has a Samsung galaxy S five and, um, Or maybe it's the Galaxy S4. I really dislike that phone with a passion. I think it's like one of the worst phones I've ever seen. And like the fact that it's one of the better selling phones, like boggles my mind. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like some people are kind of harsh on them sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just the only thing I kind of like, I really like the, the OLED screens that they use. Yeah, their phone, their screens are supposed to be the best, right? Their screens look really nice.
0: Like the Note 4 is supposed to have like the best phone ever made, or the best phone screen ever made, right?
1: Yeah, so I think their display stuff, and you know, like... Sure. Apple still uses a lot of their stuff inside as well. But I don't know, they should have just, just stuck with that.
0: I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, <laughs> they see. Well, I guess lately they haven't been doing as well, but like... I still think of where they were ten years ago, and I mean they've come such a long way, right? So I don't blame them for. I mean they kind of grown like at a remarkable rate, and they're doing. They have their hand in just about everything. That's that's kind of crazy. Like it's kind of impressive.
1: Yeah, it is cool. I remember when like they had like the the flip phones, the Samsung flip phones. Yeah, I had those. Like those were pretty good. You know, yeah, I like and them. I liked, they had like really good, like polyphonic ringtones and stuff. Yeah, 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 they did. Um, and yeah, I really like those phones, but I don't, I haven't really liked any of their, any of their first, any of their like Galaxy series phones. I had the first Galaxy S and then I've played with other ones, but I'd rather buy a stock Android
0: phone. Oh, me too. It makes you wonder though, because they spend a ton on marketing, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, they advertise such cool features, which seem like and that, they'd be amazing.
0: And their marketing is actually really good. I think.
1: Yeah, I like their commercials. Yeah, me too. Um, I think they do a good job, but it's just, you know, they advertise these features that like seem like they should be amazing. And then when people try them, they just, they don't work right.
0: Well, I mean, right. I I think when it comes to their phone features, um, they kind of just go with like a, uh, (laughs) they just throw a bunch of crap on the wall and see what sticks, right? Yeah. So that's why they have like the eye scrolling and like the the pause when you don't look at the screen, which is like I, I don't know, like maybe that sounded good to you, but the, like when I first heard that, I was like, that doesn't sound like I would want to use that anyway, and I imagined it wouldn't work very well. At hand. Right? Yeah. Um, so I think that Samsung does definitely do a lot of like it's it's impressive that they can do a lot of things, but a lot of times they just do things. Just because they they can do it, not because they should do it, and it's kind of like they put no thought into like, well, is this actually better, right? It's like, well, we can do this, like, okay, let's do it, right? Like nobody ever thinks like, well, why would we want to do that? Yeah, right. So that's my my one criticism, or I guess that's one of my criticisms of them is that they they seem to have no thought into <laughs> like whether this is actually useful. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, but I mean this this payment thing is it's okay, but I, I see I kind of see both sides. But I think it's more, you know, curious as to, like, the timing.
0: But you're, So you're on more of the side where Samsung deserves some uh, some criticism? Yeah,
1: I mean, criticism. I mean, they can do it, but I think it's it's just kind of... People should make fun of
0: them. Yeah,
1: I think they deserve... And Apple deserves whatever fun people make for them for, like, doing Notification Center late. But, I mean, they're entitled to do it.
0: Yeah, I have no problems with Notification Center. And, I mean, I have no problems with... I think that they definitely copy that from Android, and they definitely copy a lot of things from Android, and I think there are certain things that Android copies from iOS too. It kind of goes both ways, and, and I don't really have an issue with either of them. Do you think they'll ever make a waterproof iPhone?
1: Like as a standard model?
0: Yeah, like the Galaxy S5, I think, is is uh, water-resistant, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about that much.
0: There were rumors, I think, before this iPhone 6 came out that it would be water-resistant. This was something that my friend uh, Arneb actually talked to me about uh, about a year ago. He was like... I wish they made water-resistant phones. And I was kind of explaining to him, like, no, that's stupid because, like, it would probably cost so much more. And most people probably would never, you know, they're not looking for that. And so, like, it's kind of a waste. And then Samsung goes and announces the S5 and it's, like, water-resistant. And I was like, oh, okay. And then there were rumors that Apple was going to do it. And, of course, they didn't. But I wonder.
1: I mean, I'm sure it's something they they want to do, but I'm not sure if it's something they will do. It's not a priority? Yeah, I mean. But you don't think think ever? I wouldn't say ever, but I, I don't see it. Huh in the next couple of years, like the next, the next couple of phones.
0: Yeah. I wonder how good that is though. Like I've never had a problem with my iPhone and water. I guess I've never luckily knock on wood dropped it in any like kind of pool or anything like that or toilet or anything like that. But, um, if you did that with the Samsung Galaxy S5, would it survive? Or is it only like in the commercial, I think they showed you some guy who was like washing the dishes while talking on the phone and he dropped it in the sink and he's like, Oh, and then he just started talking again.
1: I think it can drop submerged for a little while, but I, I don't remember. Hmm. I remember seeing like a video or something a while back. I'll try to find it and link it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, did you see that thing about, I, I think with Apple, you know, they don't care. Like they, I, I'm sure they're going to try to do what they can to make their phones more durable.
0: Right. I thought this one was more durable. Though. It wasn't waterproof, but like uh, it did better.
1: Yeah, I think so. So I'm sure they're working like towards that wherever they can yeah. uh, without saying, you know, it's water resistant because it's not.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: maybe it's more, you know, to- water tolerant. Gotcha. Um, and then I think, I don't know, I think maybe they'll leave that stuff to like the case manufacturers. Because did you see that the new made for iPhone requirements for the cases?
0: It needs to survive like a certain amount of drop, right? Like
1: a, Yeah, like a one meter drop.
0: Right. Does it need to be water resistant too or, or no? It just needs no, to drop. Okay. just
1: needs to be able to survive a drop. All right, Jason. So I'm, I'm going to try to let you go early. Okay. Enough that's podcasts. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, have a great trip. Thanks. Uh, and we'll... then uh, we'll be off next week. Yep. We'll be back in 2015.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. So happy new year, everybody.
0: Happy new year. And also, if you want to uh, give us a Christmas gift, you can... Uh, leave a review in itunes we'll place a link in the uh, show notes
1: that would be the best christmas new year's kwanzaa present ever yeah great all right we'll see you next year thanks bye bye